Matt. This is JD and Daniel. We're from Early Melodic Animals, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. You're surfing through another dimension, a dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming, of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho, existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. Well, this song's called Dust and Moses, and it's about those times of maybe when you feel stagnant, don't know what to do. Sit on the roof Watch the paint Watch the paint chip off my fences Feel my senses Gather me like dust And shake me off Welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone. That was the lovely Beth Whitney bringing her soothing sounds to your earring pleasure. Not your hearing pleasure, your earring pleasure. What the hell are you on NPR now or something? Yeah, keeping it alive, man. (laughs) That was a great song. They have a smaller budget now. Dustin Moses. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. I I would like to go see her live. That was live right here, bang. Yeah, that was live right here. That was fantastic. But I'd like to see her with uh, her husband, her husband on the stand-up bass, and yeah. yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Hey, that would be stellar. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. There you go. Yep. Justin's loving that. He keeps he keeps, he keeps give me the rolling sign to like keep bringing it up. He's rolling. 
So you can crack Let's some put a little more. mini fridge over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we have a big, uh, big event coming up at the end of the huge. month. Huge. <clears throat> this is huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the Tacoma Comedy Club, we are putting on an event, and we need everybody there. Uh, frankly, I'm nervous about this because mm-hmm. this is we're we're branching out into new territory on this one. We're actually going to try to be funny. Is that what you're saying? I'm not trying to be funny. Well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny just me being there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we have three great comics. See, look at <laughs> Justin ready. had his beer. He, he was uh, I no. Know it is. We have three great comics, uh, fantastic comics. Uh, Jeremy Whitman, who is. Just really, really funny. Uh, if you haven't heard Jeremy Whitman, he's been on our program several times, and he is coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, also on the bill, Adam Norwest. Who is, is he funny? Adam, not yeah. so much. Oh, no, Adam <laughs> Norwest kind of is serious, hilarious. A serious okay. shtick, you know. <laughs> Adam, co-owner. I thought you were going to just say they're fun. Each one of them are funny. Adam Norwest, co-owner of the, of the Tacoma Comedy Club, who uh, tours all over the U.S. and is uh, does very well for himself. And then you know. The queen, the queen of Northwest comedy, um, Susan Jones is going to be. That's three Bing Bang Boom great comics right there, guaranteed to be very funny. And then if that's not enough, we want you all to stick around because the Fun Police are going to hit the stage and entertain us. And by that time, we'll all be ready to do the Gringo, the Merengue. Yes, and uh, then dumpster dive dumpster. afterwards. Go some dumpster diving. Dumpster. Check eBay. What whatever. Is- <laughs> Uh, you got the something. I got the flashlight. What is that lyric? I love that. It gets stuck. In uh, I love the fun, please. So we're calling it the uh, Northwest Convergence Zones Night of Fun and Laughter. You figure it out. So <laughs> that was really yeah. That's, that's clever, right? <laughs> Real catchy. <laughs> what is it about again? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna work. And listen, it's only ten bucks. Now they moved. What's do you, anybody know the address? Nine thirty three Market. Thank Street. you. Yeah, Nine thirty three Marketplace Market Street, Street Downtown Tacoma. God, I've been south. in been in there it's fantastic right double d double d helps uh and wonder boy helped hook up the sound there and didn't you go see bob rivers a little bit of it yes yeah and how was that what you didn't have a lot of time i only was only there for like 10 minutes so well well, then you didn't stop and drop well i had some business to take care of you had a car to work on Uh, i can't wait to get my hands on that was having a sale Exactly. What was having a sale? No, but uh, that is uh, that is a Thursday night, and it starts at eight o'clock. Ten dollars is all it takes to get in the door. We'd really like to pack that place. We're not getting anything out of it. It's all going to the the performers, and um, it's going to be just be a fun night. We're all going to be there, and the best part is the comedians are going to roast us. Oh, uh, well, uh, me. Wait a minute. Yeah, this and double crap. D especially. Wait a minute. I yes. sent a I sent a personal email out this week nice. with a lot of info on Double D. So that should be fun. <laughs> we, but I won't get any of the jokes. <laughs> That's the so best part. They'll all just kind of just hang out there and do nothing. You know? <laughs> but uh, so we hope to see you there. We'll be talking, you know, a lot more about it, and you'll be hearing about it uh, on the NWCZ radio, and also on you'll be seeing it on Facebook and places. But uh, mark that on your calendars, April twenty eighth. It's a Thursday night, eight o'clock. Uh, $10, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Now, our next guest on the big program is a band out of Bend, Oregon, that we've been playing uh, quite a bit of on NWCZ Radio. These guys, uh, I think, have an amazing sound, and their drummer is the drummer for Jane's Addiction. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, How does a guy from Bend, Oregon get hooked up with Jane's Addiction? Uh maybe he's not from bend Oregon. yeah that'd be my guess maybe, i didn't really go into information i didn't really want to I, I didn't want to go into it with him on that because you know it's like uh that's impressive enough just the fact that he's out touring with them but yeah, uh yeah. early melodic animals are guests on the next in this next segment whatever it is <laughs> roll tape
All right, everybody. Our next guest on the big program today, one of my new favorite groups. I've been enjoying the heck out of playing these guys on NWCZ Radio. Early Melodic Animals. And on the phone with us, we have JD and Dan. How you guys doing? Good, man. How's it going, Big D? Absolutely excellent. Oh, it's going Vox, great. You guys there? Vakti, Gimmer, you guys there? We're here, buddy. We're here. <laughs> uh, Barely. Guys, these, guys right are, these guys are pros, man. I'm telling you. Uh, early Melodic Animals, a band out of Bend, Oregon, which is uh, not something that you know we, you hear a lot of. Uh, a band no, definitely out of, not. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about that in a moment. But first, let's talk about uh, you guys as a band, Early Melodic Animals. When did you form? How long have you been a band? And, uh, you know, what, what has brought you to this point? Dan and I started playing music about six years ago, and we had numerous different projects up until this point. Last summer, we met Riz Story, who produced our album, and he pulled Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction to play percussion on the album. And uh, so I'd say we were born, like, last August. And so this... Um, Happy Born Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, the CD that... Uh, because you guys reached out to us and sent us a CD, which... Because I, I had... Honestly, I had not heard of you, but I was blown away uh, when I got your CD and listened to it for the first time. And um, so... It, it, how long did it take to record that? I mean, you guys are a fairly new band. It seems like you got moving pretty quickly. Right on, right on. This is Dan here. Um, I, mean, I mean, it took about six months to really get the album off the ground. And, I mean, the whole recording process took about, I mean, honestly, about a month and a half to get into the studio and get the whole thing recorded. But, I mean, with all of our supporters, we, we, got, we got the whole thing tracked in about a week and a half, I'd say it was about and then released about a month after we originally recorded it, which was uh, our main goal. Well, the first track that we heard uh, coming in was titled Oceans off of your <clears throat> CD. <clears throat> now, being in Bend, um, do, do, I'm, where do you... What's where the do music you, scene? Yeah, like what's the Bend? music scene? Where do you play? Uh, do you guys make trips to, like, I don't know, Eugene, Salem, Portland? They, I, well, they have to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how is the scene in Bend? You know, I mean, the, the Bend music scene is small to begin with. So, I mean, as far as trips out to Eugene, Portland, and all that, we've got all those planned out and all that. I mean, really, the basic issue is the fact that, I mean, you know, playing acoustic sets is, is an issue since our drummer's on, on tour right now. But um, soon enough here, we're going to be opening up. We, I mean, we, we have a whole, a whole tour set up in our minds that is going to be unbelievable. So as soon as the venues open up, it's gonna we're gonna take the world by storm. As our so plan. let me get this straight: your drummer drums for Jane's Addiction, and he chose that over hanging out with you guys playing Eugene, Salem, and Portland. <laughs> and the occasional I'm a big bend. Stock. You know they're down in Rio de Janeiro right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you their, their album that's been long awaited. <laughs> yeah. Well, couldn't he have taken you along as like a drum tech or something? Ah, What's no wrong kidding. with that guy? <laughs> So much for friends. <laughs> oh, totally. oh, 20-minute opening totally. act or something? Yeah. Former, former friends, I mean, it former no, drummers. We could have, we would have entertained that possibility, but we are so <laughs> eager to get these next set of songs out. They just, we didn't have the time down, and we went, we went to Los Angeles to cut the record, and uh, I, I flipped out down there. I couldn't stand being in the city anymore. So, <laughs> so as, soon as, as soon as what we got tracked, tracked, I'm like, we're out. we got to go do post-production without us there, and we're out. <laughs> well, Bend is a beautiful city. I, I almost moved there. Uh, I actually almost went to a radio station in Bend, Oregon at one point. Uh, it's a gorgeous place, but it does seem to get kind of locked down in the wintertime. Um, so you're playing in Bend, and how has it been trying to uh, gather a, you know, a, a listening base, like an audience, a, a tro the troops? Well, the troops, uh, luckily, they've come really easy. We've been doing everything a lot of uh, virtual digital stuff, you know, doing like numerous radio stations like yourselves. And um, it's, we're, we're getting a, a really good response. Well, I don't doubt it. And in fact, I want to go into this next tune, which is, uh, this is personally my favorite one off the CD. And I, I think this should be played on any station that uh, calls themselves a radio station, uh, rock and roll or whatever. Uh, and I want to talk to you about it when we come back. But this is a tune titled Feel Low.
right, the name the name of the song is Feel Low, and our guest today, Early Melodic Animals, JD and Dan. I want to talk to you about that song right there. Um, I love that song. I, I play it often on my iPod, and I'm just curious, <clears throat> what, what's the story behind that song, and have you gotten some traction with it? The, the lyrics I wrote, though, was just kind of thinking about the next phase of society, really. And uh, rather than be preachy or whatnot, I just put in like an esoteric riddle format. But if you start breaking down the lyrics, it's really about what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's that's what I gathered from it. I, I but you know sometimes I don't want to be the interpreter of your music or whatever. But uh, it certainly rings a bell with a lot uh, about what's going on right now. That's why I think it'd be uh, you know I think a lot of stations should hop onto that song. It has some very catchy hooks and the melody is. Uh, beautiful on there and a message and a message speaking of a message though these guys are really big into the animals tell us tell us about the animals acres sanctuary that you guys have going animal acres has been a a huge part of our project since the beginning i mean our our whole cause is just to you know promote animal welfare and promote vegetarianism veganism and around the world so um, our, our, a huge portion of our record sales is going to Animal Acres to help raise money for their new barn, to help rescue new uh, farm animals, pigs, and all that. So, I mean, our, our, our message is just, is just overall to raise awareness to this new society, saying, you know, help the animals. If you can do anything, just, you know, take your, take your cause and really support, you know, put it towards a cause that's actually going to do something in the world, rather than just throwing it away on whatever you're giving your money to in your daily routine. Yeah, and uh, I mean a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of you know um, public personalities or whatever uh, adopt a cause or have a cause uh, that they want people to become aware of. How, how did you get hooked up with this? Was um, was this something that you've always been passionate about? Uh, yeah, you know I've been passionate about animal welfare since I was a child, and uh, just growing up, I was always taught that they're similar to, or you know they're not they're not different than people; they're just in a different body, and so. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a goal, and this album is really going to facilitate getting funds to, you know, build the barn for, for animal acres and and get awareness for the wolf sanctuary, and just you know, it's so simple to help these animals. It's really not it's not a big trying issue. It's like go and donate your time, volunteer, spread the word, sign petitions, and you know, you're kind of in the bag there. If you go to vegetarianism and veganism, then yeah, you're you know, that's that's all you can do. Right. Well, and I want to remind everybody that if you go to their website, earlymelodicanimals.com, and uh, they have a player on there, and you can listen to you know clips of their songs. And if you purchase it, purchase one of their songs or purchase all of them, it's a great, it's a great CD. Fifteen uh, percent of the sales will go into this project of helping animals, which I think is it's a great thing you do. Now, where is this place located? Is it, is it in Bend? No, this one's actually down in Los Angeles, uh, Acton, so a little bit north of Los Angeles, and she was the pioneer of the whole animal sanctuary, farm animal sanctuary. She started Farm Sanctuary, co-founded that, when that was in 1986. So she's a pioneer, and um, I just had to go down and meet her and see what she's all about. And it, was, it was a great trip. I ended up adopting a puppy <laughs> named Spirit, <laughs> who's been kind of a terror, but he's, he's doing good. That's great. I think that's fantastic, and kudos to you guys. And uh, and besides that, I think everybody should go to your website anyway, Early Melodic Animals. It's a great website, a lot of information, cool uh, video, and um, you can you know buy the CD on there. And great music. Uh, the music's fantastic. That's that's primarily why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks when, I, when, you. when I saw all the stuff about the animal sanctuary, I was looking at the pictures and stuff, I thought, hmm, so it's a gimmick to try and sell albums. And then I heard the music, and I'm like, you don't need a gimmick here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no now, and you guys, uh, you guys are working on a brand new EP, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, we're uh, in the studio right the second, and we're hoping to get it out in about three weeks. We're trying to figure out how to get Perkins to track the drums while he's gone, so that's been <laughs> something to discuss. But um, we got to get these songs out simply as they need to be heard right away. And how many how many songs are going to be on this new EP? I think we're going to have three and maybe two B-sides. We're at three for sure. Three are all going to be new singles that no one's ever heard any of them because we just wrote them in the past couple weeks. And then we'll probably release two different versions of some other songs that aren't on this first album. 
Great. Well, uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting a copy of that and getting that up on the air. Let's go to another song. This is uh, another song off of their CD, Early Melodic Animals. Our guest today, this is titled Move. The track is Move, and our guest today, Early Melodic Animals. want to ask you guys about some of your musical influences. I hear um, you know, a lot of different uh, things going on in your music, and I'm just curious where you're drawing your inspiration from. Who did you listen to? Um, how did you come up with your sound? Yeah, I mean, our sound came from a lot of different sources. I mean, the overall sound structure, I think, came primarily from like a Catherine Wheel REM blend. Mm which were, I mean, two of my heaviest influences as the guitarist to really get that kind of ambient guitar sound. And then, I mean, you know, me, me as just a guitarist, I studied a lot of Joe Satriani and Steve Vai just because they're, you know, in my opinion, the best guitarists around to really get my overall sound. And I know J.D. has a couple of vocalists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't leave mine out. Don't leave mine out. Like the Tranberries and a lot of female singers. That's my whole influence. Imogen E, metric, just yeah. I, I don't. There's something about what they're doing that I pick up on. I dig it. Yeah, there's a uh, there is a little bit of that um, sort of uh, I call it a bit of a trance sound in your in your vocals, which it, it, it's 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 enchanting. It, it draws you in, and the the whole big sound that you guys create is uh, your name, the the band namesake with melodic in there says a lot. It's like, that's what you're expecting. And that's what you hear and the guitar work and everything. It's fantastic. It's, it's great stuff. You guys. Thank you so much. guys. All right. Well, uh, good luck on the new EP and we're looking forward to that. And hopefully when you guys get out, uh, when you get your drummer back and you get on the road, (laughs) uh, we'll see you guys up here, up here in the Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia area. We'd love to have you guys up here. Uh, I think a lot of people are digging what they're hearing on the station by you guys. And, uh, I know I, for one would love to come see you guys live. Definitely. Right on, man. Thanks, Big D, Voxy, Gimmer. Thank you, guys. NWCZ Radio. Keep you listening. Guys hey, we love you guys. Early Melodic Animals, everybody. Thank you, JD and Dan. Great work, and we're looking forward to the future stuff. Yeah. Right on, you guys. All right. I want to thank those guys for coming on, uh, on the phone with us all the way from Bend, Oregon. And I was telling them uh, before we had that interview, one of the, one of the fascinating things about my trip um, – this island of Antigua that we were on is a really small island, but they have this one harbor, and it's called the Nelson Dockyards, and I don't want to give you the whole history of it, but Thank it you. was Thank run you. by the Brits back in the day, and it's, st- it's, a, it's, a historic, it's a historic 
dockyard that's still in operation. So a lot of big, huge yachts still parked there and stuff. And we're walking around looking at all these massive yachts, you know, terribly rich people who have nothing better to do but sail around from island to island. I know the nerve. Yeah, it was just, you know, they were boring me. <laughs> <laughs> but we rolled on this one yacht that was this huge yacht. And I can't remember the name of the boat, but underneath it, they always put where they're from, you know, and some of them are like St. Thomas or, you know, uh, you know, where Florida or, you know, wherever from all over the world. And there was one from Bend, Oregon. <laughs> and I just, I had to laugh because Bend, Oregon is the most landlocked spot in Oregon, really, as a town. <laughs> it's like, how do you, how do you have a yacht from Bend, Oregon, and where do you, where do you dock it there? They, on a, on a flatbed. I, I think so. <laughs> in the backyard. They truck it up there, and then they, you know, where they wait for the snow to melt in the spring, and they just like <laughs> sail down <laughs> right into the coast. But uh, very cool. Thanks, thanks to those guys for coming on. I really, really yeah, enjoy big gutters in Bend. <laughs> <laughs> it's an aquifer <laughs> no but i enjoy their music a lot and uh but hey let's see what's going on this week at the tacoma comedy club hey south sounders looking for something to do check out the tacoma comedy club hey tacoma comedy fans what you doing this week well i've got some things for you wednesday night eight o'clock as usual Open mic night. If you think you're funny, if your friends laugh at you sometimes, come on down. There's actually no cover there anymore. The doors open at 7.30. Thursday night is the best of the Northwest with uh, Sam Anderson, Dan Duarte, and a host of others bringing you local jokes, humor, and anecdotes. Friday and Saturday, we've got the famous Brad Upton. He's won every comedy deal. He's on all kinds of channels, stations, shows, this, that, and the other. You know who he is. You want to check him out. Two shows each night. One at 8, one at 10.30. Doors open at 7.15 and 10 o'clock for both shows. And that's a $15 show. Uh, I'm remiss by if I didn't say Thursday night is, what is it, $10? $13. $10. All right. So come on down. Let's come to Comedy Club at 933 Market Street. Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 933 South Market, or give them a call at 253-282-7203. And that was a bit of comedy in itself. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Double D, do you go down there? Do you find people laughing at you, thinking you're funny? Do you go down to open mic night and just stand up there? No, I just seem to go down when no one's there and <laughs> people up. start laughing. Yeah. yeah, he shows up. They're like, dude, this isn't open mic night. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> hey, but speaking of Brad Upton, he's coming on the program here real soon. Awesome. Uh, coming up here real soon. If you haven't coming seen Coming up here real soon. Coming up here real soon. How on soon? the big program. Soon. Real soon. Real right soon. here. Uh, he is one funny dude, though, man. I, we, were you there? You were there, right, Double D, when we saw Brad Upton, uh, Jeremy Whitman. It was. I don't remember blur this to him. at after, all. E everything after that Aussie concert. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Remember, it was the night for the atheist, and Brad Upton was up there. He oh, was the headliner. Yes, yes. Remember, now we were I out supporting Brad the atheist up. that night. He, yeah, he zoned out. Now he's all lit up. Yeah, look, look at, at him. him. He's like, I oh, atheist. I'm zoned I'm that out. That. Yeah. <laughs> that night he was all like, he had this mental checklist. He's like, nope, wrong. He was no wrong. Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> Atheist, Wrong. I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. He was hilarious. Brad Upton, yes, very, was. very, very funny guy. Uh, so if you get a chance to go out this weekend and see him, I put that on the recommend list. Uh, but the big show, of course, th Thursday, April 28th, and we already talked about that. Speaking of comedy, though, TK Kasnick, our reporter in the field, and she does a great job. We always love the interview she brings us. And she caught up with a Seattle comedy legend, Hennigan, and she had a little chat with him. This is TK with the Northwest Convergence Zone talking with Northwest comedy legend Hennigan. Say hi, Hennigan. Hey, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> because I messed up the first time, so we're doing it again. So I probably changed all my opinions anyway, so. That's all right. So a comment on this whole Northwest legend thing. Don't you have to be dead to be a legend? Yeah, I would think so. That, it's just, you know, any, any uh, introduction is just kind of setting you up for disappointment. So I would rather just... You know, tell them the guy's name, bring him up, and let them decide for themselves without having to sort through all this. He's been on this. He's been on. I haven't been on anything. Just give me a shot. You know, just shout out. Yeah, yeah just listen. Hey, and I think part of that Northwest legend thing, though, 
calls back to the fact that you've been on the Seattle International Comedy Competition so many times. <laughs> yeah, I think I just said we. I spent almost a year doing contests over the years. And uh, I haven't done it in, I don't know, several years now, but I thought it was an excellent uh, proving ground. You know, you got to meet a lot of people that you didn't generally work with. A lot of people now come from out of, out of town, out of state, out of country. It, it's great, you know, Didn't for they that. they make a special Hennigan rule? They, yeah, that's what they called it, I guess, is that you couldn't do it two years in a row, which is fine. But uh, I just kind of liked it. it. I look forward to it every year. It was November. That's what you did in November. You did this contest. And uh, I got lucky, you know. I, I generally made some money at it, at least. Not enough to cover the month that you spend doing it, but... Uh, it was great exposure, so, I think. You're from Yakima? Yakima originally, yeah. But you went to high school in Alaska? I went to seven high schools. I actually, I went to... Uh, pick one, right? Yeah, pick one. I never did graduate, but it was, uh, you know, it was a great social world. I find that interesting because you're actually really well-spoken and pretty darn smart. Well, thank you. I'm a reader, that's all. I have a library card, so, you know, you can kind of fill in the gaps the school really didn't, uh, school was slow. I, I found it kind of slow, so. I think they need a special high school for comedians, for smart-ass, <laughs> intelligent I think I think the high schools people. are doing a good job of cranking them out as it is. I think you know, there's enough neurotic people and enough, because comics aren't normal people, and uh, and the society certainly, certainly has its hand in shaping that, so. I think we got plenty. How many people sign up every night for an open mic? 30, 40, 50 people yep. every night want to do this voluntarily? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is something that you have to choose. Um, I, I think sometimes that it's, it's kind of like uh, choosing your sexuality. You don't actually choose, you're just born that way. Well, I always, I always say that comedy is like a mistress. It chooses you. <laughs> you know, and once you've got, once you've been bitten or whatever, you're you're kind of hooked. There's just something about having people laugh and and you know having an involuntary response to your stimulus. It, it I don't know, it's a payoff. You get off on it. You get high. You you walk out of there buzzing. My favorite part is when somebody involuntarily snorts or coughs because they start laughing in the middle of taking a drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It's nice to make somebody pee a little bit. You know, they won't always admit it, but yeah, it happens. It's funny to me, so. Walk around looking for wet spots on chairs, do you? Yeah, not really. Not really. <laughs> it's not my job. So you're a Democrat? No, nah, I don't vote. I, I, don't, I, I don't believe in that system, actually, of uh, pick a millionaire to, to <laughs> you know, it, doesn't, it has nothing to do with me. When was the last time a working class guy was even in the running you know you, you need millions and millions of dollars and people behind you you're already sold out uh by the time you get to that level so no i don't vote on i don't vote on any of that stuff it doesn't matter it's it's an illusion i enjoyed the comment you had on facebook about they're only changing the monkey the organ grinder is the same yeah i wish i had written that but that was from a publisher probably a hundred years ago said that and i just found it to be very true. Unfortunately, when Obama got elected, people thought monkey was a reference to his race, so I had to drop that. <laughs> it's just stupid. People are stupid. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I never figured out why they thought that, I think. And I, know, I didn't grow up recognizing that race was anything other than human. Uh, I live from a family of engineers. What do you think about that? I think that if you can breed with it, it's your race. I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I know some have been trying to be a cross-speciesist, but I'm, I'm just not a sport of supportive <laughs> well, cross-species. They found uh, uh, that a, a good majority of some cultures have uh, uh, DNA from the Neanderthals. Which so apparently just, we could breed with Neanderthals. Apparently they stopped long enough and somebody bent over and that was it. And you got DNA. Of course, if we can do it, we will do it. <laughs> Humans are really good about fucking. We just, if <laughs> it's moving. And absolutely. We can absolutely. Stick it Look in at there. all the history of wars in the world. And as bad as we treated the men, we treated the women as well as, you know, could be expected under the circumstances. But <laughs> 
that was all. We, we're not prejudiced in that way. We're only prejudiced against the men. That's what I noticed. People have, they, and they hate entire races of men, which I think is just amazing. I, I, how can you do that? How can you pick an entire chunk? And races are an illusion anyway. They, somebody made that shit up. Well, I think even if we didn't have black, white, red, yellow, whatever, we'd still like, oh, I don't like him. He has a big nose. I don't like short people. I don't like people with red hair. I don't like... We'd yeah, find we all something. got... We all have stupid prejudices, you know, belief systems that we picked up somewhere along the line. I was kind of having fun reading your Facebook profile because I know that you were being sarcastic, but you wrote down you're agnostic, and then you wrote your favorite... One of your favorite books is uh, the Bible. Well, you know, the... What do they say? Know thy enemy. And I think <laughs> a lot of people are uh, are afflicted with this book and, and obsessed with this book. And they don't really read it. They just kind of pick quotes. You can find anything in the Bible to support any point of view. And so that they find one that agrees with them and they get stuck on it. And to me, anytime you crystallize your, your thinking, you're done. You, if you can't change what you believe, then what you perceive will remain the same and you're stuck in a loop. You're in a groundhog day loop, you know. Uh, so you gotta, you got to grow. you got to keep questioning your own belief system. Well, you know, and I think it's amazing how in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's clear that God started taking antidepressants. <laughs> well, if you look at the history of the Bible and who interpreted it and when they, uh, who King James was, which is the most popular version, he was a homosexual king that took uh, a lot of references and put in a lot of references to women that are still, you know, keeping them subservient today. And uh, I, I just never understood it. And I never understood why slaves took on the religion of their oppressors and, and held on to something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. where's Jesus? Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It, it made no sense to me. It still doesn't. It, to me, it's an impediment to uh, thinking. Yeah, I think it's a great book of mythology, though, and it certainly has a lot to do with how our, our race developed. As yeah, as a up. story, that's fine, but how you interpret it, it's like, really? Yeah, Jesus had divine uh, birth. Well, you know what? At that time, Julius Caesar was credited with uh, a virgin birth. Uh, anybody that was great was credited. Caesar? So yeah, all of them. Buddha. All of them. Wasn't he a man? Who? Julius Caesar. Yeah, he was a real man. So then where did he give birth from? Of course. <laughs> of course. Saying. It's always it's just like, oh, but this quit happening. <laughs> it went on for 2,000 years. and Did they have uh, hot tubs yeah. back then? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't have, they walked around barefoot and shit. I mean, it, it looked pretty bleak from, you know, I can see where religion would be attractive when the alternative was sand. That's true. That's true. What's your favorite thing about comedy? Uh, well, that's a hard one. I, well, I think just doing it. You know, that's, that's the moment. It, it's sort of like you have to be in the moment to do it. You, you can't be thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or later on. You got to be there in order for it to work is what I've found. You it's have to be able existential. Yep. You have to feel the audience. You have to respond. You have to uh, get rid of your ego somehow, at least for that time. And because the ego is not funny. No, not really. Not really, no. I mean, it's funny it's to funny watch somebody on an people. ego trip from another <laughs> perspective, but on stage, no, that's no place for the ego. You got to be in the moment. You got to. You're dancing up there. You're 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 playing jazz. You're uh, hopefully you got a little improvisational uh, spirit going on. It's not just reciting your uh, twenty minutes or whatever we do. People spend thousands of dollars to learn that from Tom Robbins. Maybe we should write a book. <laughs> I, you know what, I started out being, I wanted to write, that's why I learned to type, that's why I did all, because I thought I'm going to be a writer, and I thought, well, I better go have some experience so that I have something to write about, and then I got busy in the experience, and uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm walking into a comedy club at 45 going, hey, wow, how long has this been around, you know? Yeah. What's one of your favorite experiences, then? In comedy? Well, just in general, I mean, where have you been, what have you done? Uh, I've mostly been on the, on the West Coast. I don't really care for the Midwest. I don't want to go all the way out to the East Coast at this time, but uh, I've had a great time. Just And most of it was in a car with a couple of clowns on the way to Spokane or 
or Idaho or some some corner of hell where we we chased our dream and and uh, I don't know those are those are great times you know those are still some of the funnest times happening in the car on the way to the gig the gigs are pretty much uh, a lot of them the same they're like a blind date you don't know what's going to happen sometimes it's great sometimes it sucks but you don't know whether they're going to put out you never know yeah it could just... be could be anything uh, that's that's a dangerous dangerous well, part of the job we had a gig together last night yeah, we did, huh? Capitol yep. Hill. Yep. And that was surprisingly good. I, I didn't expect anybody to show up in the rain, and uh, there's a whole a whole room full of people. It's kind of funny. At first, when we were first starting, there was a whole table of French on the hill sitting there talking French, and we were trying to yell over these people speaking French, and we had no idea what they were talking about. They could have been making fun of the fact that we were trying to do comedy while they talked. I don't know, but uh, I'm glad they probably left and shut up by the time you got up there. Yeah, I didn't notice anybody speaking French, but it's hard to hear them on that on that microphone. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> that was what was so interesting is that the microphone was kind of broken, so it sounded like this old time radio show. You know what it sounded like to me in the back? I used to have a '64 Pontiac Bonneville, uh -huh. and it had a reverberator radio, which was just a chintzy way of doing uh, hi-fi where they just separate the signal a little bit to where the front and the back are just out of sync. Oh, yeah? And it, it, it had that tinny kind of reverberating sound. It was the same, it was the same experience. <laughs> oh, they'll probably get that fixed. At I least. hope so, because, I mean, it's distracting and it, it's too bad, you know. But I, I like doing coffee shops. I just don't like the espresso machine. <laughs> well, welcome to Seattle, huh? Yeah, like, well, okay. well, you're never. We're outside a coffee shop, for Christ's sake. That's true. We were gonna get coffee, but it was a very long line. So it's we were gonna get place. coffee here at the Grand Central Bakery in Pioneer Square, but uh, the line was way too long, so we, <laughs> we didn't do it. It's popular, at least. That's all we know. We're breaking the law because you know we didn't buy shit. And we're sitting in their chairs. Yeah. We're illegals. We're getting some looks. <laughs> so have you traveled around the world or just mostly stayed here in the... No, I haven't. I've been to uh, Canada, Mexico, Vietnam. Uh, that's yeah, about but it. You, went, you didn't go to Vietnam as a comedian. No. No, and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go back. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. The people were wonderful. Uh, but, and I'd love to go back just as a tourist and, and see it without getting shot at. It would be kind of fun. You know, you could concentrate a little, a little better. Have you been on any USO tours or anything like that? No, no. I think I, I just, I kind of promised myself I wasn't going to do that. I just, I'm not really. Uh, I mean, I'm pro troops, whatever the hell that is, you know. But I don't. I'm not really pro military, so I don't want. I, I don't want to be that involved with the military to go entertain. I'll entertain them after they get back, which is what we've done. But, uh, yeah. What's your favorite thing to do, just in general, when you're not doing comedy? Uh, hang out with my family. Yeah, very close to my family. and Got grandkid and a grandkid on the way and uh, this week, another one. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. So like how do you think you're going to affect your grandchild as they grow up? I'll probably be the crazy grandpa, you know. I, I have no idea. He's a great kid, and we get along really good. So I don't know. I think they're like people. They're just they're you know they don't know shit yet. They can't talk that well, but they're they're amazingly present. That's, that's the, the beauty of children is they force you to be in the moment or just totally zone out. I guess. But uh, I actually love children. I teach Sunday school still. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I go to a metaphysical church, but. What's interesting about Is that things, a church in the sky or is that a real church? It's a real church. Okay. Real spiritual community anyway. But we teach value systems and what's interesting is that kids are so intelligent. Their ability to pick up anything is amazing. Well, look so at look at all they learn. Yeah, they learn so fast. I wish I could still learn that fast. But I get bored and I start twiddling that little thing behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then for fun, I call my mother, irritate her, <laughs> try to avoid her at all costs. But still, when I'm bored, 
<laughs> well, I think I think we process information at an incredible level. It's just that we have a repetition. We we think the same sixty thousand thoughts a day, and so that's what that's what keeps our our world in balance or in you know something that we can recognize. But uh, I think taking in new input, you have to take in new input. You, I mean, Jesus, look at the access we have to information. You, you, you're bombarded by it. You, you're inundated. What the hell? Why not open up and actually uh, check out your beliefs, check them against other things and other people, and geez, there's no reason to not communicate. I've never really understood why people would rather have someone tell them what to think than learn how to think something new themselves. Because it's a lot easier to have somebody tell you what to think. It's a lot easier. You've got a built-in uh, peer group. you got people who go, yeah, that's right. It's the way it is. You know, yeah, hell yeah. Join AA, join whatever, join Curves, join whatever the fuck organization that happens to match your your vision of the world. But uh, they certainly make you feel good. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, you you know, there's no there's no substitute for having control of your own thinking process, for for thinking for yourself, making your own decisions, and not just going along blindly. You know, so we're turning out a lot of sheep apparently in public schools and uh, you know they it's basically a socialization process to get all these little ADD motherfuckers to sit out and shut the fuck up and and do what you're told and if you yep. don't we have jails we we have more people in jail than any free country in the world even the people in jail i mean are often lemmings following somebody well, else well of course yeah they they pick that one you know i'm the bad boy or whatever and yeah we know where that ends up it's it's a the dichotomy, you know, you're good or you're bad. Well, and you can see it all on television now. Yeah. Scared straight or whatever it is. There's just you can see anything on TV. Ice truckers and swamp loggers and. But you yeah. only see the really good cops. I notice that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they always solve the crime and they're always really concerned. And you know what? After get after dealing with people as a cop for years, I don't think I think you get a little bit. Uh, dehumanized just because you see the worst. You see the worst of people, you know. I know they have shows all about everything else, but they don't have a lot on comedy. It's amazing. Even the comedy they do have on is watered down and cut up so much. Well, who's going to scout that stuff? Who's going to say what is funny? Who's going to say what is should be on television or not? Television itself uh, kind of squeezes it down. It's kind of a bottleneck in and of itself. You don't want to offend the viewers. You don't want to offend the sponsors. Okay, it's not offensive, but it's pretty goddamn tame. You know, it's not... Uh, well, even, you know, the old uh, Red Fox jokes were racy compared to some of the stuff we see on TV Archie now. Bunker was was radical compared with what we have today. It's, it's You know, the only things that are interesting to me, uh, for the most part, are cartoons are... <laughs> You know, HBO and Showtime, those guys are putting out some pretty good stuff. They don't have to worry about sponsorship. They can get out on the fucking edge a little bit, you know. Do you think uh, live comedy is going to start growing and be like it's I have no again, idea. Or? I have no idea. There's a, Live comedy is like uh, theater. It's very different than watching a movie. It's very different than watching comedy on television because you're part of it and you can't help but be affected by it. And that's what I like about it is... You create something. You're you're kind of a lightning rod for all this uh, stuff going on in the audience, and you channel it back and forth. And if it works, everybody walks out higher. You know, our endorphin levels uh, raise. It's like a, a natural opiate. It's like a long distance runner gets at some point. You know, we're actually a little opium den going on here, and it's all legal and organic. You just laugh, and you can make other people laugh. Everybody can make themselves come. That's not a big fucking deal. But you can't always make yourself laugh. You that's can't true. even tickle yourself. You need somebody else for that. And I think that's why laughter is important because you have to have a catalyst. And that's what we are. We're you know, we're nothing special. We're telling bugger jokes. But we're taking that energy and we're we're channeling it and we're focusing it, and we're all getting something out of it. I mean, because I get high as a motherfucker after a good show. I mean, I just float away. Yeah, I've never understood the comedians that have to get drunk to get on stage because I get so excited just to be there, you know, especially when people laugh and you start to look like waves of grain in yeah, the wind. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's unlike any other feeling, you know. I don't, 
if you haven't done it, it's hard. It, it's like anything. It's hard to express it, except that it, it really feels good. And when they're laughing and they're laughing in the right places, it's like the best blind date, you know, where they get every reference and it's like, oh man. And you, and you just let it go. You just let out your best, you know, because you're always adjusting. You're always adjusting the audience. Yep, I, I think that's true. Well, how about we wound, wind this up? So where can we find you? Oh, you can find me at the Comedy Underground probably almost any night, but certainly Sunday, Monday, uh, Wednesday, sometimes at Pegasus. I put some stuff up on Facebook. I got some gigs coming up for Tony Daniel and uh, Marcus Ebsner. Ab Change your goddamn name, pal. It's, under <laughs> it's unpronounceable. But yeah, check my Facebook and uh, come see me. Awesome, awesome. So you're under James Hennigan, right, on Facebook? Uh, I think so, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking part in this today. This has been the Northwest Convergence Zone with T.K. Kasnick. <laughs> with the peace sign now? <laughs> Take three. <laughs> and he's even got, even like, he Oh, listen, I'm sorry, folks. I wish we had a, uh, a, a we got to set up a webcam because the part of, part of this show is the stuff that goes on when we're not talking on the <laughs> mic and it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, we got hand signals going. We have people running around. <laughs> Flashing gang signs. Go. Yeah. What's the, I, I don't understand the deal. We had the webcam going on Wednesday night. Wonder boy, what's going on? Oh, wait a minute. I know why. Because we're not live. Ah, uh, yes. Ding. Yeah, very good. So yes. we don't want to give away Brain what's going on on our show Converged. before it actually gets posted. That's true. So, so anyway, sorry about that. But we might have to change that. Figure out a we way may to... have to do a super secret link yes. to where the hardcore fans could watch what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Then we could moon them. Right. Voxy first. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You start with the best. You always hey, my, start with the my best. Butt right Get enough now, Jaeger in here and anything can happen. Dun, dun, dun. And my butt is super white right now compared to the rest of me. So. That would be great. Ah, super white butt. That's my <laughs> new rap name. We need to get, I think we need to get Wonder Boy one of those uh, laser pins so he can just like right between your eyes. When yeah, it's time right to go. into your eyeball. <laughs> we gotta, we're going to come up with Q. something. We, got to, we, we, we have to because uh, that's not... Whatever, game whatever, show whatever's, whatever's happening Ding. right now is not working for me. So Hayden, thank you for sitting in last week and putting up with this nonsense uh it's called the other way around change dude. the angle of your <laughs> yeah you guys had to put up with hayden's piano <laughs> players man <laughs> uh, i thought a piano let, yeah hang on let, let me keyboard. rewind that keyboard, keyboard players keyboard yes keyboard players. players hey come on now they're I love classically them, trained but they're different folk <laughs> They are different folk. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything. I just appreciate the hey, fact that different he, can be good. I yes, it can be. I think he'd still be different even without being a keyboard. Oh, look at Boxy taking <laughs> shots. Raymond, I had nothing to do with this. I She's didn't write drunk. up any anything. I love you, brother. I'm not uh, Nyquil. She's on Nyquil, Raymond. No, I'm, she's I'm, I'm tired she's, and I'm hungover. She's, Ray she's knows on her I last love night him. High. Uh, he, he, he likes probably it. is too. He likes it when I harass him. He's one I'm, of those kind. I'm sure he does. He, that's Hayden. <laughs> All right, and this has been the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Uh, again, it's good to be back. Uh, we have another uh, great show next week, and everybody tune in all week long on NWCC Radio. We have Dave Sampson doing blues on Monday. On Tuesday, we have the Aquarium, and on Wednesday, we have Musical Yarns, followed by. The Gamer. That's your cue and right chance. there. Okay. Enter the Rock Pit. Yes. Yeah, That's a great... I didn't get I his did hand not, signals. That's why yeah, he didn't know what to do. Signal, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a hand signal for you. <laughs> uh, I did not get to hear that show, but I'm looking forward to hearing it this week. And then on... Um, on Thursday, we have, uh, what's going on? What do we have on Thursday? Thursday, we have, what show do we have on Thursday? Thursdays? Yeah. Is it the Thursdays. dancey one? No. Oh, Thursdays. Oh, the Northwest no, Music Scene. No, it's the Northwest scene. Music Scene. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if Glenn's paying attention. <laughs> I know. Because that's a really popular show, man. A lot of people He just like bit that. into his glass right there. I know. He's, he's like, like, oh, guys. He's, he's all, he's Your like phone yelling. is now blowing up. No, he's yelling at the computer. That's yeah. my show, man. <laughs> <laughs> punching the keyboard and then of course on friday we have q dots rap show and to the rhythm both stellar ding see you get a beer at the end of the show both great shows <laughs> and uh, so we got it going on we got some other stuff planned for you uh nwcz radio we have stickers now so when you see us out and about we, uh, yes that's a big, big time <laughs> 
<laughs> it was because it came out of my pocket. I'm just waiting, like go plaster them all over. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit the town with them. So anyway, I'm thinking pasties. It's good. To have- <laughs> I would so do that. I know you would. That's why I said it. <laughs> Ding. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been another edition of the Northwest Convergence Zone show right here on NWCZ Radio. Go to our website nwconvergencezone. Dot com and you can check us out all during the week if you missed it uh, live. And uh, we are out of here. This is LSD by Early Melodic Animals. We'll see you next week. has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.